Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Alright, here we go. Not broadcasting live from Studio 34, but coming from the home offices. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, my main man, George Kurtz, taking our final trip into the weekend edition of Fantasy Football Frenzy. Draft season, for the most part, coming to an end. Over the course of the next couple hours on the program today, I'm going to go through some of my shares, talk about the players that I have on multiple teams. Uh, I had two auctions over the weekend and a draft last night. So I'll get into some of the results from that, let you know some of the players I thought and think about. And um, now that we've really got the pieces of the puzzle put together, if you still got some drafts uh, going down this weekend or tomorrow being Labor Day, I know a lot of cats having cookouts and drafts and stuff like that. Get some final thoughts on that. Uh, I'll grade some teams, too, because I think more people will be listening to the weekend edition today with our drafts coming up. So you drafted already. Me and Georgia look at your team. Can't name the whole roster, but we'll get into the starting lineup. Go over some of the late news, obviously, the Matt Breeders, uh, Alfred Morris, Jarek McKinnon situation. Antonio Gates just picked up, well, just signed with the uh, the the Clippers or the Chargers, as I like to call the uh, Chargers, the Clippers. <clears throat> Let you know what that means for Mike Williams' fantasy value. He's a player that's been coming up draft boards, even caught me the other night where I pulled the trigger on Williams a little bit earlier. So I'd like to get to today. Final ride, my man George, what's going on with you? Corey, I'm done with my draft, so I'm able to relax a little bit. I am so happy now that Gates signed because I actually picked him up in a couple of leagues late, deeper leagues uh, as a uh, tight end. I think I got him in two or three leagues, so something's finally working out my way. That, and I didn't have Jerick McKinnon in any league, which is really sort of amazing. I had Jerick McKinnon, and we'll start with Jerick McKinnon. I had Jerick McKinnon in one league. Uh, I believe it was a $35 entry fee. So, you know, I didn't toss and turn last night. I actually, tell you the Jerick McKinnon story is funny. When I was going through my teams before this week, before uh, Friday, Thursday night, and I was trying to see, okay, who are some players that I don't have, you know, with leagues with a, at least a $300 entry fee that I can be able to pick up over the weekend because I think they got um, a good chance. First name that popped up, was Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin, George, a lot. the public is on Marquise Goodwin. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't see it at first, but going back and look at the numbers from last year, I can see why the public is on Goodwin as high as they are this year. My thing with Goodwin is, last year was the first year he stayed healthy in his NFL career. Well, I'll tell you something else about uh, Goodwin. No, I like him as well. Yeah, so I'm not really being down. But if I'm going to play uh, devil's advocate here, let's not forget, Pierre Garçon didn't work with Garoppolo last year. Mm-hmm. Pierre Garçon was hurt, was out for the year. So how does that, does that, now that Garçon's back, does he now take away targets from Garoppolo? I mean, he can go the opposite way as well. Well, that means Garçon doesn't have all, all that great chemistry with Garoppolo since he hasn't worked with him as much. So I can go both ways on here. I like Goodwin, but like you, but I, I imagine maybe you've got shares of him now. I don't believe I have any shares of him in any league either. Okay, so here's the deal, right? Garcon, not only is it what you saw last year with the Gucci, Garoppolo, and Goodwin connection, also taking into uh, account the fact that Garcon is beat up. The man is beat up for the most part. So that's where I can see, you know, even if Garcon gets off to a good start, I think we know that Garcon is going to leave at some point during the year. Same thing very well could happen to Goodwin because that's kind of been his history. So, auction I was in last night, I went $20 for Garcon 
as my wide receiver three. What do you think? Two hundred dollar budget. Two hundred dollar budget. I don't really have an issue with that. Who are your first two wide receivers? Uh, Antonio Brown is one of them, and I would have to pull the dog on team up to tell you who the other one. And Brandon Cooks. All right, so you have three good. I don't have an issue with it here. I don't know if uh, twenty dollars is qu- maybe a little higher than I would have liked to have spent on Garcon, but it's an auction. You never know how these things are going to run, so it's hard. It's hard to really, really cri- uh, be critical of an auction unless you're actually in the auction. You can see how much these other players were going for at that time and when Garcon was thrown out, and there's so much that goes into it. I mean, uh, like I said, I think it's a little high for me, but it's really not fair for me to criticize either. All right, no doubt. So. Let's start with last night's auction. After the big one on after the big NFFC one on uh, Friday afternoon, I reshuffled. I said, "Okay, well, who's next?" So I was like, "The player that I don't have anywhere with significant stakes on it is um, Jarek McKinnon, Kyle Shanahan offense, fantasy friendly. Love everything about Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to get Jarek McKinnon tonight." So as I'm watching Notre Dame beat the brakes off of Michigan, I see the report come in that McKinnon was, goes down with a serious injury. Come to find out, he tears his ACL. He's done for the season. Thankfully, the fantasy football guys threw me one because my auction wasn't until 10 o'clock last night. So I had the information. No reason to worry about McKinnon. Like I said, the one league I got him in, a $35 league. No real stakes involved there. So, when it gets to my turn to nominate, I say, okay, I'm going to be the wise ass in the room, and I'm going to throw out Matt Breida right off the rip. I had the fourth nomination. I throw out Matt Breida at 15. What do you think was Matt Breida's final price? I'm t- uh, when, when, now, when, when in your auction did you throw him out? Early, middle, late? The fourth nomination of the draft. Fourth nomination. Because uh, I'm tempted to say he went at 15. Uh, but since of what happened here and some people at that time, you said you did it at 10 o'clock at night. So there were more reports coming out. Oh, man, I'll say he went for 24. Always go with your gut. Crickets, George. $15 he went for $15. Ma- $15 Matt Breeder. Now, when I got the crickets, I was like, well, did he get hurt too? Because I'm thinking this price might get to what you said, 24, 25, no higher than 27. I wasn't going no higher than 17. I get him at 15, and now I'm like, well, did I make a mistake? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, it's a reason why I almost, when I throw out a bid, I rarely throw out uh, more than one. Unless that's mm-hmm. a superstar. You know, it's Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, fine. But anybody else, I – because. You, always, you don't know what the rest of the room is thinking. Plus, in this situation, I mean, I assume this is an industry league or there's some guys who are in it, but you don't know Shops, who knows yeah. what. You know, you don't yeah. know who, you know, in your family leagues, you don't know who knows what. Hell, some people may not even known that McKinnon got hurt. That wouldn't shock me at all, especially on a weekend. But guys are doing yeah. what, no, who knows what, drinking and all this other stuff. So I think uh, 15, I mean, overall, I don't hate it. You know, yeah. Brady's going to have a role, but I think you def- obviously you overpaid. Uh the question is, how much did you overpay? It's not it, you didn't overpay by fourteen dollars. We know he's more than one. Is he was he an eight dollar player? So you overpaid six seven, uh, somewhere around there. Brady's gonna Brady was gonna have a role anyway before the injury. Exactly. His role, yep. His I, I think his role pretty much stays the same, but his touches increase because Alfred Morris is not gonna be a bell cow. He won't be able no. to survive at his age doing that. So Brady's gonna have to take some of that. So like I said I don't hate it. But, uh, yeah, I think you ended up getting caught a little bit. I wish you would have done $10 and, would, well, see what would have happened there. Exactly. Now, in my mind, I'm still thinking I got the value on Breeder at 15 So now I'm looking at my sheet, and I'm thinking, okay, so where can I go to, you know, that I wasn't planning on going? And I was like, well, let me just go ahead and get Antonio Brown now. So I paid 56 for Antonio Brown. So – AB's number one wide receiver. Right now, I got Breeder that I don't know what I'm going to do with, but I figured he's at least a flex on this team. I get a $35 Jordan Howard as my RB1. And that's kind of how I started to put the framework together. 
I think where I did kind of, I don't want to say mess up because I, I, I got to pull the team up right here and look at the quarterback situation. I got a $3 Phil Rivers. If I would have known that I could have thrown Breeder out for eight or nine and get him for that price, I would have paid up for Cam Newton, who went for about $11. Yeah, I get that. And maybe you could have done that. But you know what? Rivers at $3. Scott Nangle and I discussed him yesterday. What is wrong with uh, Rivers? You look at the last five years, he's averaging 4,500 yards and 30-plus touchdowns. Why do we hate him? It's because he's a, you know he's brash. He's a little bit of an you know, a little bit cocky guy there. He, of course, he has that shot put throwing motion. No, no, nobody can figure out how he gets the ball to where it, uh, it needs to go. So uh, I actually think you see. I'm, I'll be the optimist here. I think you made up for the how uh, for the Breida pick with Rivers, and I think at Howard as a uh, as a bargain too at 35. Actually, I like Jordan Howard a lot this season. I think he rebounds, even though I'm fully willing to admit uh, I probably cursed him more than any other player last year. He was tough. Last year, fantasy owners have a very um, fantasy owners give um, Jordan Howard a tough time, but Jordan Howard's been pretty much above average since he's been in the NFL as a fantasy runner. I think we all remember Week One last year against Atlanta, where he couldn't get in from what the two yard line or the one yard line late in the game, and then he yeah. dropped that pass, which he wouldn't have scored anyway on that pass. The defender was there, but we, he dropped the pass too. And I think we the, the hatred just went from there. That uh, you know he couldn't get it, he couldn't get it done there, and then he had a subpar season. Terry Cohen emerged, and uh, by the way, I love Terry Cohen this year. Uh, but I have no problem with Howard. I've gone back to the well with him in a couple of leagues, and at thirty five dollars. Yes, he's not girly bell. He's not quite that range, but I don't think he's that far behind either. Second round running back uh, who, if you go in, Tony, it's funny. If you were to do a, uh, if this is a redraft, not an auction, the snake draft, you know, in some ways you took Antonio Brown round one, Howard yeah. round two, which is, which is the way it should play out. You know, you're not going to get your top running backs, but you sort of did that. And I like that kind of draft if you're going to take Brown in the first round. Yeah, so... I, and and that's the way I carried it. I think that went out pretty good. So I didn't have I didn't have no problem with that. So um, I like to start on that one right there. Like I said, it came back got the three dollar Phil Rivers. George, what have you been doing a lot at tight end this year? I wait on generally. I wait on tight end. You know, but that being said, I don't wait not as long as on quarterbacks because in my mind, quarterbacks there are fourteen. So if you're in a twelve team league, you're getting a quarterback no matter how, where you go. On tight exactly. end, I don't quite feel the same though, Corey. Because I think there's only about eight, nine guys I want. Uh, I'm probably, in all likelihood, not going to have Gronk, not going to have Ertz, not going to have Kelsey. Because I'm not taking a tight end before round f- five, and I won't do that. That puts me in, and as, uh, as the summer's gone on here, Olsen and Walker and Engram are starting to fall a little bit to round seven, eight, nine. So these are the guys I'm ending up with, one of the, those three. I've taken a couple of shots at Trey Burton. Just because I want to have some shares, but he's a, I loved Burton, and I love what Chicago's done, but it's still a guy, first year starting, we, I don't know for sure. Uh, Jimmy Graham in a league or two. My only problem with Graham is I think he's going to be so, so touchdown dependent. If he's not scoring that week, I don't know how much damage he's going to do. And if I've waited on a tight end, if I have gotten caught, it's almost always Najoku and Kittle. Mm-hmm. All right. I have a lot of Njoku. I have a lot of Kittle. I got some Trey Burton, too. Um, and I got uh, maybe two teams of Evan Ingram. Oh, no, I just missed Ingram, Evan Ingram last night. He was taking a pick before me. I made a mistake, George. I got Marquise Goodman for 14. The player, the wide receiver that I got for 20 was Brandon Cooks. Same thing with Brandon Cooks, a player I don't have nowhere yet. I guess you can say he had moments last year in New England, but for the most part, he was kind of boomer bust. And many would say he'll probably be a bust again this year. What he does on that team at stretching the field, get that eighth of 60 out the box, really helps out Todd Gurley a lot. We didn't see Derek Goff air it out a lot last year. That was kind of the problem with Sammy Watkins. But my thinking is, George, not only is he a player that I don't have, I already have Antonio Brown. So I can take more risk with that second wide receiver because I know A.B. is getting 10-11 targets a game. You know, I don't know if I'd say you took a, a, a risk at $20 with Cooks. That seems to be right around the price. I can't believe you got a $20 Cooks and a $20 Garcon. No, God, I, no, go, no, Goodwin, Godwin was $14. I made a mistake. Godwin was $14. 
Okay, so I like this. I don't think you took a risk here. I think you actually got a good price. on. And I'm not a big Cooks guy, but I'd have paid $20 for him as well. Because I read yeah. it the same way, which you just described it, by the way, with exactly. I think his job is going to be the Sammy Watkins job. Get the safety out of there. If you're open, if the matchup was well, they didn't put a safety over the top where you blew by the guys, then Goffel hit him. But I think otherwise, that's Cook's job here. I also wonder about Cook's. I mean, you couldn't make it work with Drew Brees. You couldn't make it work with Tom Brady. What is up with you? I mean, that is the is back it, of my it, mind as well. Is it the fact that they, they couldn't make it work or is the the fact that you knew that at some point you were going to have to pay him big money? And I think the Saints realized they were going to have to pay him. It's clear the Patriots realized they were going to have to pay him. And I think they were like, let's get, I think both teams were like, let's ship this guy. He gets to Los Angeles, Los Angeles pays him. That's what I think it was. I don't think it's so much chemistry or locker room stuff. I think it's more the the, the business of the NFL with Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think it comes down to an EVA team believed he was worth that. They didn't think he, yeah. he was a, an Antonio Brown, a Julio Jones, a Odell Beckham, Mike that Evans type of type. receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I get that. Uh, I, my problem is this, and this has nothing really to do with Cooks, but the Rams, good team. I think they're the best team in the NFL. Gurley, great defense. I don't think they're going to need to win with the passing game. There's a lot of mouths to feed out there, so we'll see what happens, but Antonio Brown is the go-to man for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if Goodman is on what everybody says he's on, listen, eight, nine targets a game to go along with Antonio Brown. I like it. Getting to the running backs from the team when we come back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Telephone lines open. Fancy football frenzy weekend edition. The exec and my main man George Kurtz. George, when we go hot next week, do you know um what your schedule is looking like next weekend when we go hot? I do. Uh, on Saturday mornings, I'll be eight to ten uh, a.m. with uh, Dan Stratford, and on Sunday afternoons, I'm four thirty to nine covering the uh, late games with Joe Galina and Lawyer Michaels on Fantasy Football Live. I believe Ventra may be a part of that show also, right? Who? Chris Ventra. Uh, for, could be. I, he might be at the 1 o'clock show. I, I I think that's changed. Oh, then I guess I haven't seen that. Maybe uh, I guess we're going to a four-man booth. Well, maybe. Well, listen, we'll figure it out. Let's just put it like that. We will figure it out. This is, a, George, it's a fluid situation. <laughs> no shock here. No shock at all. <laughs> um, so, I got the call screen up, Angle, in case anybody want to uh, jump in here. It's 844-843-689. You can just pop them in the G chat. So, now I got to put the running backs on, these auctions, on this auction team together last night. So, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have some work to do because I already paid 15 for Breeder. Most of the other top backs, I paid 56 for Antonio Brown. I got Jordan Howard at 35, which I like. But now I got to find me an RB2 in there, and I got to get some other pieces. So, George, my mind went to, you know what, running back I can get for a good price, barring injury, that he could be a starter all season, finishes a top 20 to 25 running back, maybe even higher. So I said, I'm going to go out and make sure I get Detroit Lion rookie running back, Carrion Johnson. Paid seven dollars for Johnson, George. Oh, I'll, I'll take that. I'll gladly okay. take that. Uh, I do have worries about Johnson. I really, actually, I don't have worries about Johnson. I think he's the best. I got worried about the, the coaching staff. Exactly. Right. I, I, I mean, I so much wish Legarrette Blunt wasn't there. He's my worry. Me too. I mean, a lot of teams have the Theo Riddick guy. You know, Chris Thompson, Giovanni Bernard, Terry Cohen. You go on and on. It's Legarrette Blunt stealing with touchdowns. That's my worry here. Yeah, I think Johnson is the best back on my team. I don't even know it's all that close. But if they decide, hey, we got Blunt, let's use him. You know, let's plow him in from the one-two yard line. That means how many touchdowns can you expect from Johnson? How many, you know, eighteen-yard touchdown runs can he possibly get? That's my only. That's my only issue with Johnson. But for seven dollars, I'll take that. That then I'm I'm not paying for the issue. 
I'm paying for Johnson to be in the 20s guy. I don't have. I, I'll take the upside there gladly. Eight dollar Isaiah Crowell, George. Little surprised you had to pay more for Crowell than Johnson. Interesting, um, right? It's a. It is interesting. Because, granted, he is the touchdown guy. Or we expect him to be. And they released Thomas Rolls yesterday, so you don't have to worry about him. But, you know, you got Elijah McGuire there who could take some of the carries away. We got, And I like Bilal Powell. I don't know why the Jets don't seem to like this guy. Not that he could be a three-down a three back, Corey, but I think he can do more than what they, what they ask him to do. You know, so I think that's a little silly. But my only worry about Crowell is you got the rookie quarterback. Generally, defense is going to say, hey, we're stopping the running game. Let's see what Donald can do. Can you beat us through the pass, young man? You know, if he can do, great. If he can't, you know, then, hey, the running game's not going to work. So that, that's another worry there. I'd, I'd much rather have Johnson than Crowell. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, and I agree with you on that. Crowell is some kind of insurance. He's going to be a bench player on this team. I agree with everything you say about Crowell. But see, one thing about myself, as with many other fantasy analysts, I don't mind listening to other people, especially other people that I think are sharp. And I think that Brandon Marianne Lee is one of the sharpest people in the business. And Brandon Marianne Lee brought up a very good point in her um, touting of Isaiah Crowell. I'm like, well, what about Bilal Powell? She's like, what about Bilal Powell? Bilal Powell has been there. Bilal Powell is always supposed to be a thing. Nothing comes of Bilal Powell ever. Would you agree with that? I think you'd have to agree with that. The coaching staff doesn't seem to trust him. So that is what kind of made me say I can give Isaiah Crowell $8 of my 200 as a bench player. Yeah, that's I, I it. That's mind. all I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind. I mean, Crowell, listen, I, I don't want to say I banked on him last year, but I thought he was going to have a nice year with Cleveland. Uh, it didn't work out. Now he's on the I Jets. did. Uh, tell Te- me about it. Yeah, I think you and I were on the same boat then. We both sank. Uh... My only wish, like I said, I think defense is going to it's going to be a prove it for the Jets. Prove that you can beat me with Sam Donald, especially if Robbie Anderson gets suspended for a game or two. Curse is now banged up. You know the receiving core not quite looking as strong as it once was, and I just wonder if uh, if they can rely on the running game and take the pressure off. I just don't know if they can. Now, another running back, I paid six dollars for him, is Philadelphia Eagles running back. Corey Clement. Six dollars on Clement. I think Sproles breaks down at some point. I think we've seen the best of Darren Sproles. Obviously, J.H.I. projects to be the workhorse. I don't know what Wendell Smallwood is. And when I say workhorse for J.H.I., I'm using the term likely. He's not a fantasy bell cow. Peterson and that gang are going to get Clement and other players involved. I don't know how much Smallwood, but I think Sproles, until he flames out, I think you could see some Smallwood Mixed in there. J.H.I., Clory Clement being the main two cogs. A $6 Clement, I think, is a play I wouldn't mind having throughout the bye weeks, George. is already banged up. I mean, he's yeah. going to play Thursday. That came out today. He will play Thursday. But he's already banged up. We know he has the chronic knee condition. Doug Peterson's history Scott Engel tells lets us. You know about, Scott Engel lets you know about I, uh, J.H.I. being bone on bone every time he opens his mouth. <laughs> so so we, we know that. Doug Peterson's history tells us he likes to use all of his backs, so they all have value. But yet we're hearing from some Philadelphia uh, writers, and this, these guys you, you have to follow, you have to listen to, that they do expect a Jai to be the, the bell cow back, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. I have a tough time believing that, Corey. Because even, even if they wanted to do that, even if they believe, let's say this, they know Ajayi's career is going to be short. You know, bone on bone, blah, 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 blah. He's got a year or two left, blah, whatever it is. We're not going to resign him. We can use him. I don't think he can last. He's already banged up now. I don't think he can be your Bill Cowback. So I like uh, – Clement was good last year when he played. Really good. Had that great catch, which I still don't believe in. According to NFL rules, that was a catch last year in the end zone. But football yeah. seemed to change, change things as far as the, the catch rule was concerned. Uh but he was good, and I don't think he's going to be forgotten about. For six bucks, I think Clement has high upside here because I don't think Ajayi is going to play anywhere near 16 games. I just don't. I think if and when he's out, yes, there'll be more of a timeshare between the others. Clement, you mentioned Smallwood, Sproles. I agree with you about Sproles. I'm not really worried about him. But Clement will be the guy. He'll be the guy I want out of all those. He's the number two guy I want now behind Ajayi. So I like him for six bucks. Last running back on the team is a $4. Aaron Jones. 
And normally I don't fool with packing running backs. $4 Aaron Jones after he comes off the suspension. Who knows? Uh, once again, uh, I mean, I think you did great here. There are a lot of people who believe Aaron Jones is the man. That he's the guy you want, that he's going to be. Uh, I'm, don't get me wrong. When I say he's the man, as you just said, Green Bay with running backs, it's all about Aaron Rodgers. And exactly. Aaron Rodgers can infuriate you because even at the one-yard line, he still throws those touchdown passes. They still don't run the ball that much. But a lot of people believe Aaron Jones is the guy there, that he's the guy you want there. Montgomery's your pass catcher. You know, and Jamal Williams is just nothing special. He's just a backup. That's all he is, that Aaron Jones is going to be the number one guy there. Uh, I am... Out of all the running backs you've named, I'm probably most surprised that Aaron Jones only went for four. I mean, carry on Johnson at seven surprises me too. I'm not surprised six dollars and eight dollars for the other two, but Aaron Jones at four, you may have gotten someone there. If there was somebody on your team here that I was going to say, "Oh, this will be the player that wins it for you," Aaron Jones may be that guy. See, and I'm not really into the pack of running backs, but I'm willing to take a shot four dollars on Aaron Jones on a team like this. Like I said, this is this is really going to run through uh, Jordan Howard. And hopefully we get more than expected from Matt Breeder, clearly, if that was overpaid and so be it. But I think Matt Breeder in a fantasy-friendly office can be the guy. So if it's Breeder, carry on Johnson and, um, you know, whatever. I believe this is a trade league, so, you know, maybe I can work a deal or something, whatever. But by the same token, talking about working deals, people, I love people call up before the draft, before, before the season starting, and they've had their draft. And they start talking about trading running backs. Oh, I'm deep at running back. Let me tell you something. You're never deep at running back, George. No. You're, you're right. You're, you're never deep at running back because it's a, the hardest position to judge. There are going to be injuries there. There are going to be changes in playing time. I think your biggest problem here is going to be you have so many of them, and they're all really about the same as far as value is picking the right one each week. I think you're going to be – there are be weeks you're right and you're very happy, and there are other, other weeks that you actually may, probably made the right decision, but – it ended up being the wrong result. The other guy went off, and you're going to be banging your head against the ground. That would be my thing here because, I mean, most weeks, Breida, Crowell, Aaron Jones, when he's back in week three, Clement Johnson, they're going to be all about the same in a lot of people's rankings. You're going to be looking yeah. for the best matchup here, and some weeks you'll hit, some weeks you won't. And I think that would be my biggest frustration there. Yeah, hopefully uh, at least one of these guys can come through between Carrion and Breida so then this way – that decision has to be made at the flex spot. This team also has Kenny Stills, Michael Gallup on this team, also uh, along with Chris Godwin in Tampa. So I think it's kind of like, okay, well, it's enough pieces here to well, maybe one of the wide receivers will hit and be able to slide into that flex spot. I know a lot of people on Kenny Stills. I think Gallup's an interesting talent also in Dallas. So uh, overall with Phil Rivers being the quarterback, the tight ends being George Kittle and ben, and ben Watson, who, you know, my man Jim Day got all of us drafting Ben Watson. Now I got Ben Watson for a dollar. So I think it came together pretty good, George. I mean, you, you look at your team. You got Phil Rivers. I, I like Phil Rivers. I, I think he's fine. I'll take him as a quarterback on every one of my teams. Uh, your wide receivers, uh, you're going to start uh, Antonio Brown. We all know he's an ace, as you said. It allows you to take some chances earlier on. You got Goodwin. You got Cooks. Uh, Gar to get Garcon as well, so you, you're fine there. Uh, my only real worry here about your team and your, your tight end's fine. George Kittle, I'll take him in most of my leagues as well. Would be that second running back. That second yeah, running yeah. back. Who is going right. to be? Who is? Who's if it it's not, be? if it's not Johnson or Breeder, then I'm in a danger zone right there. Because then Sunday morning becomes a headache. <laughs> because yes, it does. like for example, let's just say for example, Ajay does get hurt. And I'm rolling every week with Johnson, but but Blunt is getting the goal line work. Then who do you start? That's do you start issue. Clement, who could have the whole thing to himself, or do you go with Johnson, who could be between, who could be twenty to twenty? You're going to be sort of the opposite guy. You know, when injuries happen, you might be the guy who benefits from it. You know, if yeah, Jai exactly. does go down, if Jamal Williams goes down, which obviously Aaron Ty Montgomery for that matter, if Alfred Morris can't get the job done at all, where it's all Brieta, you're going to be the uh, what I would term the opposite guy. Uh, injuries aren't going to hurt you; they may actually help you. So there you go, right there. That's how that one last night shook out. Now, George, while I was doing that, at the same time, I was in a uh, a draft, an online championship over at FFWC. Uh, Atkins gave me a call last minute. Was like, you got a couple credits left in your account. What's up? I'm like, you know what? 
screw it, let's go for it. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm listening to bids out of one ear, and I'm listening for you're on the clock in the other ear. But you know, George, this is what I do. You feel what I'm saying, George? It's not you know, it's not rocket science. I, I, I get it. It's not. But uh, I really, if it's for money, Corey, I really, really dislike them. I mean, we've all had to do it. You know, shit happens. But I really, really dislike doing two drafts at once, especially if one's an auction. Now, two. It's the the auction part of it made it more intense because. You have to see who's being nominated. Like the, 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 the software does not tell you who's being nominated. You just start hearing the bids. So when I hear going once, I click over to see who's being nominated. And then I'm here and then I'm waiting for, all right, you're on the clock. And then I'm clicking back over. We got it done. Oh, like I said, the football was on in the background. I had a couple bids. George, I was in heaven, whatever. It was only one thing missing, but that's neither here nor there. Now, right quick. <laughs> I can imagine how your team would find that if you had that thing that was missing. Yeah, do all three of those things at once. Yeah, now George, if I would have now that is one of the few times I would have tapped out. I'd have been like, this would be over by one o'clock. Um, <laughs> I want I want to shoot down here right quick. Let me find the team um from the uh the draft league actually. So this was last night, 10 p.m. So, yeah, the both of them started at the same time. It was a disaster. But I think we got it done. Now, in the draft league, just like every other league I've been in, I got the third pick. So this is my final draft. It's only so fitting. I hate you. <laughs> this is my final draft. Let me pull up the draft board here. This is my final draft. Um, And I'm saying, well, you know what? My, no, 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 no. Matter of fact, I didn't get the third pick. I got the fourth pick. So it goes Gurley. Oh, I feel much better now. Bell. No, I got the fifth pick. I'm sorry. It goes Gurley, Bell, Antonio Brown, David Johnson. So now I'm like, well, let's just go ahead and make it a party. You know what I'm saying? At this <laughs> point, we go. I think seven teams with significant stakes, three of them have Ezekiel Elliott on it. So I took Ezekiel Elliott with pick five, came back in the second round, and I was saying to myself, I'm going to go get me another share of Steph Diggs. Steph Diggs goes to pick before I go. So Steph Diggs goes at like 2-6. And I take A.J. Green at 2-7. So the start is Ezekiel Elliott, A.J. Green. A.J. Green is dropping down draft boards, George. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday with Scott. I agree. And uh, even in my home leagues, these leagues, not industry leagues, A.J. Green went there. Uh, and this was, once again, super flex leagues, so it's a little different. But he still went the end of round two, which equates mm -hmm. to about the middle of round two in uh, normal leagues. He is slipping. Is it because of the age? Is it because of Andy Dalton? The weapons around him? But, yeah, he's slipping. So now, um, I think it's Andy Dalton, and I think it's a combination of Dalton and age. Um, I mean... I could have pulled T.Y. up one more spot, but I already have a team where I start Zeke and T.Y. I could have pulled up Tyreek Hill. I could have pulled up Adam Thielen. Or would you I just think, go with A.J. Green? Uh, I'd have gone with Green. I have him, mm -hmm. I have, I have him ranked behind the, uh, ahead of those guys. I think you could have talked me into T.Y. Hilton, but as you already know, I have a lot of teams with T.Y. Hilton, so that would have also yep. pushed me towards Green. So I don't, I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket. There Hence, you go. Darius. Nice. <laughs> so start off that way. Come back in round three. Joe Mixon goes. Tyreek Hill goes. Mike Evans goes. I'm going to talk a little bit Mike Evans in the next segment. Travis Kelsey goes. The second tight end. And I get my first share of Adam Thielen. So that's the A.J. Green, Adam Thielen, wide receiver one, wide receiver two. I'm a big Steph Diggs guy, but Adam Thielen is nothing to sneeze at, George. Yeah, they just came out today that he's fine. He'll be a, receive a lot of slot work, which means a lot of PPR passes coming his way. So I think the Thielen pick right there is going to go uh, pretty well. And then um, I also got Alex Collins and Carlos Hyde in this draft. Zeke, Alex Collins, Carlos Hyde, I think my running backs are strong. This league features a second flex. Um, I took Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the quarterback I'm most heavily involved in. Involved in. Got Clory Clement on this team also. Also have Geronimo Allison, who I have a lot of places. Rashad Matthews, who's back and rising up draft boards now. Calvin Ridley, who I'm on. And I took a late-round fly on Dak Prescott, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, James Washington, 
and um the young man for the Saints, Jonathan Williams. I want to ask you about him when we come back. And then plus I'll get into the other auction, the big one from Friday afternoon. It's Fancy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition right here on FNTSY Radio. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Telephone number to get involved. Fancy Football Frenzy Weekend Edition right here, FNTSY Radio. Hey, George, what do you think about this young running back in our New Orleans, Jonathan Williams? Well, he's not on New Orleans anymore, so not much to think what about happened? that. He was, re- I mi- he was released. I missed it. He was released. Yeah, he, was, he was released. They, uh, right now, the only two running backs on the roster, uh, active roster, are Kamara and Boston Scott. But they did bring in Mike uh, Gillisley today, so maybe he signs there. But Jonathan Williams is released, and maybe they try and put him on the practice squad, although I have a hard time seeing him get through waivers. But that would be your best uh, – as far as sticking with New Orleans, that's your best, uh, best case scenario. All right, so that was a wasted 18th round pick. Well, but that's okay. That's what 18th round picks are for, right? Yeah, I mean, no, you didn't know I, it at the time. I, I, it was a shock. I, no one, I no one saw this coming. I could have took Rod Smith. <laughs> could have took Bruce Carver. That didn't work out well for Dallas I, either. Yeah, I could have took either either one of those two players right there. All right, so Thursday night, I'm in the crib before the big draft. And if you listen to the fantasy football frenzy during the week, um, like I said, no significant stakes attached to any team with Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams is my guy. So I have to go get Devontae Adams in this auction because if I talk a player up all summer, George, I'm not going to not have him. And then people that, we, that listen to us come to us for advice, they got him. If he flames out and goes down in flame, I want to go along for the ride with them since I since they're essentially I put them in the car. Now, with that being said, it's three or four guys in the in the league, fourteen team PPR, three or four guys live draft hotel pin, three or four guys in the league listen to the program. So I'm like, okay, I might get bitted up. So I'm gonna give myself forty nine, maybe fifty to get Devontae Adams in a fourteen team league. The prices can be funny because there's an extra $400 attacking the same player pool. So, auction gets going and gets started. Well, before the auction gets started, I'm thinking to myself, trying to figure out who's going to be the mispriced players in the draft. Who's going to be the players that I can get for cheaper than their value? Because this is a 14-team league. Um, the prices could be tired, so a certain tier of players are going to drop. The first name that came to my mind was Mike Evans. Mike Evans has slipped to fourth round in some drafts, George. So I'm thinking to myself, 50 for the Adams, 35 for Mike Evans, and then I'll figure out who the mispriced running backs are because I got a pretty good idea who those guys could be. Draft starts, the auction starts. And before Devontae Adams comes off for nomination, Mike Evans comes up. So Mike Evans gets to 21, and it stops. So I said, oh, man. So I go 22. So it picks back up. 23, 24, 25, 26. I get Mike Evans for 27. And I'm thinking to myself, I know everybody is concerned with the quarterback situation in Tampa. But when you really think about it, George, is he not going to be the most heavily targeted wide receiver of the bunch, Mike Evans? I wonder if the uh, they did that interview the other night. 
And maybe people saw the interview where the uh, the GM said, oh, Wentz is not guaranteed to be the starting quarterback uh, week four. I wonder if that played into this. That's all bullshit. All right. Mm -hmm. I mean, A, Winston's had a fine preseason. He's actually had a very good preseason. If you looked at his numbers there and watched the games, he's looked good. Maybe the best as he's ever looked in uh, as far as uh, training camp and spring training uh, and preseason have looked. B, they need to make a decision on Winston. Are they going to pay him? Exactly. George, if Jameis Winston fails, heads are going to roll in Tampa. They're They're all attached. The G Cutter, Winston, and the GM, they're attached. Cutter has the Winston has the work. Yeah, I, uh, but that but that goes to the point though. Winston has to start week four in the last 15, 13 games because they need to make a decision on whether or not to pay this guy. Exactly. Right, so he has to start. That what the GM said is just it's just motivational stuff for Winston to stay in shape, make sure you're working out, that sort of crap. All right, he's going to start stupid week stuff. Four. Yeah. Evans at twenty seven and that I don't want to say that's a joke, but that's that's a nice get. Yeah. So, Evans gets – I get Evans is 27, so I said, okay, Evans is locked into my wide receiver too. So now it's time for Devontae Adams. I knew in the previous auction, it was a 12-team league, Adams went for 47. I got Adams for 44 in the 14-team league. So now I got extra money to play with. So, feeling pretty good about the start with the two wide receivers. So now I'm like, okay, it's time to start attacking these running backs – figure out who the mispriced player is, and go from there. Now, when I did my, my um, shares before these, before these two last drafts, I have five shares of Tevin Coleman. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm banking too much on a Freeman injury. So on this team, which is my highest entry fee, I hedged it, and I got a $31 Devontae Freeman. Because if Freeman plays 16 at 31, that's a league winner, George. I would agree. I would agree. I would definitely agree with you there that a Freeman can stay. Now, I don't think he can stay healthy. But you still, you've got a very cheap price on him. Uh, it's not like you didn't, you didn't, you're not paying for him to stay healthy. So that's why I have no problem with this. If you paid 40 45 then you're paying for him to stay healthy. You paid 31 So you're paying the, the fair price. Uh now, I wonder – now, I, I, I've not done any football auctions this year. Uh, I, I pretty much tell everybody in, in snake drafts, yeah, you draft Freeman in round three, you pretty much want to get Coleman in round seven. I know you sniped Mike Blue in the league and took Coleman in round six on him. He's not happy about that, by the way. Uh, yeah. But in an auction, Corey, now I know it's a little different for you because you have Coleman's in, in so many other leagues. If you didn't, would you have felt the need in an auction since you got Freeman – to get Coleman, or because you feel you got him as a good price, you're okay with that. I was willing to go eleven dollars for Tevin Coleman. He went for fifteen. I think that's a good price on Coleman as well. I, uh, I George, it, it, it has it. I, man, George, I letting them go. I'm. I was like, man. So I go get Edo Smith for a dollar later on. So I got Edo Smith for a dollar. But obviously, Tevin Coleman, if something happens to Devontae Freeman, which we're kind of predicting it will at some point, um, at least I got Smith, you know. But the job would be Coleman's. Now. Yeah, the job would be Coleman's. But Smith is a, would have value. He would exactly. certainly have value. It would be all Coleman. I think what we, everybody forgets a few years ago, Coleman was supposed to be a starting running back. He got hurt. Exactly. You know, did a wall of Wally Pip and Lou Gehrig there. Freeman came in and took the job. So, but I like Edo Smith, too. I've done the same thing as you have. If, uh, in a league or two where I've gotten Freeman, but I haven't been able to get uh, Coleman, I've taken Edo Smith because, once again, he'll have some role if Freeman gets hurt. I wouldn't do it if Freeman doesn't get hurt. I wouldn't do it if I didn't have Freeman, only if I have Freeman. So then come back in the second um, – now I need to find the second mispriced running back. I already got a pretty good clue of who it's going to be. And I'm already saying, okay, I'm willing to go 25 for LaShawn McCoy. I get LaShawn McCoy for 22. So right now it is Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Devontae Freeman, LaShawn McCoy. Now our buddy Frank Stanford, Frank the Tank, walked across the street and was checking the auction out. When I turned and saw him, he said to me, 
did you mean to go with Freeman and McCoy? And I'm like, yeah and no. Because I was going to go for the mispriced running backs. I kind of figured these would be the mispriced running backs. But do, do I want a no doubt? Did I want a no doubt bell cow? Sure. But those prices were getting a little bit too high for what I wanted to pay in a 14-team league. So I figured I would build more balance than being top-heavy. So those were the running backs right there, George. Interesting in your thoughts of a McCoy-Freeman backfield. Once again, it's not how I would want to go about things. I am one of those guys who wants a bell cow. And I don't know what the prices were for the girlies of your league. Uh, but I know in other auctions, they're not as high as I expected them to be. So uh, just yeah, at a ballpark figure, how much were the, uh, the big guys going for? Girlie went for 61. Yeah, All see, right. It, they're, not, they're not going for as high as I thought. Gurley went 61. David Johnson went 51. Melvin Gordon went 49. Uh, let me find out some of the other some of the other big running backs. Carlos Hyde. No, I mean, Leonard Fournette went for 46. <coughs> oh, boy. McKinnon went for 27. Kareem Hunt went for 44. You think I was better off buying one of those other guys and then coming back? Well, I don't know if free- I'd say better off. Because, once again, a lot of the, an, auction, it, an auction is so different than a snake draft. Because you mentioned Evans came out so early, and you got him at 27, which I, I agree with that's a, that's a bargain. You know, that, that would change how I would go about things as well. And in a normal auction, I would, pl- I would have planned on getting a, a, running back right, a top running back right away and paying okay. the 60-plus dollars. So an auction changes things. That's why you, in an auction, you need to be so fluid and not be, you know, uh, and not be someone who's not going to change because it'll, it'll screw you up here. When I look at your team, I mean, Freeman and McCoy is not how I would have wanted to start, but you only paid $53 for the two of them. You know, if uh, I think you have room to work here. I know, I don't know how the rest of your team is. I, Corey didn't tell me this beforehand, but I know automatically able to take this. Now, you already did it with Ito Smith. I'd, I'd probably want Chris Ivory, or at the very least, I'm taking a whole bunch of other slow dollar backs because I'm going to want a bunch of, just like you did in the other league, the other auction, I'm going to want a whole bunch of backs to cover myself. In case Freeman gets hurt, in case I don't think McCoy really he plays generally. It's more uh, I don't think the legal issue is a problem this year. But in case something happens there, I'm going to want to make sure I can cover myself. And maybe we're even able to get a better back than that. Another start here, but I'm going to want more. I'm going to want to be. Able, I'm not going to be able to sleep well at night right now unless I get unless I get a little bit more stable at my running back. And I don't mean a star. So my third wide receiver is Emmanuel Sanders at twenty dollars. So that makes the wide receiver core Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Emmanuel Sanders. The next running back, George, that I scooped up was Tariq Cohen at nine dollars. I've already I don't know if I said it on this show or the show before. So I love Cohen. I think Cohen so is going go. to be yeah, I like Cohen a lot. And I, I said he he is better than what I was mentioning. I think he is a guy who is certainly in flex range. I'm assuming this is PPR. I think you said that it was. And I think mm-hmm. they're going to use him as a weapon. I think he's going to be extremely dangerous there. And uh, I like Cohen at nine. I think that's a bargain. Other running backs, like you mentioned, Chris Ivory for three bucks, Edo Smith for a dollar, a three dollar Frank Gore, and a three dollar Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, see, I like that. I like that. That's what I meant when I was talking about. It. I would have had to take it a whole. A whole bunch of guys like that. Ivory, now you're covered for McCoy if anything happens there. If McCoy's not going to play a game, you got Ivory. No problem there. I know Buffalo sucks. Gore is not going to be forgotten about in Miami. And, uh, you know, I, I, like, I think Gore will be just fine. He's not a guy you want to start anyway, cover your bye weeks for you and cover your case and injury. Blunt, eh, he's the one guy I probably wouldn't have taken only because you need, you need a touchdown that week. And he does get a touchdown. I don't know how many points he's getting you. So he's the one guy I probably wouldn't have taken. But then again, it's $3. You know, you're, you're yeah, fine. And, and, and if anything ever happens to uh, carry on Johnson, you're even better. I was ready to get up off the table at that point. All right. 844-843-6879. Let's go to Drew in North Carolina. Drew, what's up? Hey, fellas. I'm about to do a draft here in about five minutes. And I got the fifth pick. Um, so the scoring in this league is a, a little crazy. The, uh, Rushing yards are five yards per point, so I'm definitely going running back for number one pick. Um, so I'm hoping Saquon's going to fall to me, but I doubt that's going to happen. It looks like I'm going to have my choice between probably David Johnson and Kamara 
and hunt and four net. I'm thinking is my group of four. I'm going to be picking from that fifth spot. So, uh, would you guys go, David Johnson? I've already got him once in an auto draft. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of scared of his injury history. What do you think? If you're scared of his injury history, I would go Kamara. I don't mind Kamara at five in the spot you're in, but I definitely wouldn't sleep on Kareem Hunt because Kareem, if I'm not mistaken, Kareem Hunt left led the NFL in rushing last year. Yeah, Andy yeah. Reid will make you. Well, Andy Reid will make you pull out your hair sometime dealing with him and his usage. But I think I definitely, if I, I would rank him Kamara Hunt, David Johnson. How would you rank him, George? I don't think you can go wrong here. I mean, number five right. is a nice spot to be. Uh, I like them all. I, I like them. I have Johnson to five. That's who I would take. I have Johnson. I have them in the order you actually mentioned. Johnson, Kamara, Hunt, Fournette. That's the order I would go here. But really, okay. if, if Johnson's injury history scares you, then go with Kamara, Hunt. I don't have an issue with mm-hmm. that. But in your league, one point for every okay. five yards, I'm going to want that's a crazy. true rusher here. All right. That yeah. is, that's, wow. I'm going running back nuts in this draft. That's and what I, I was think, kind of thinking I, Fournette because it looks like they're going to use him, like, so much. Yeah, but he's probably going to play 13 games. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. He's got injury problems, too. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, that, guys. Appreciate that. No problem. 844-36879, and good luck today. Um, Kareem nuts. Hunt is a player. I, yeah, it is nuts. Kareem Hunt is a player I don't have nowhere, George, and I had him all over the place last year. I'm going to miss him this year. Because I think he's going to have another stellar season. I got him in the Scott Fishbowl, so I know I have him in at least one league. I might have him someplace else as well. Uh, and I had him in a couple of places last year, too. So he's a play. You, you already said it. As long as Andy Reid doesn't screw him up and forget that he has him on the team, Hunt will have another big year. Another thing to look at in KC, Corey, that defense is a dumpster fire. It's mm-hmm. bad. Uh, they're going to they're gonna be in a lot of shootouts, which doesn't hurt because you can catch the ball in the backfield, too, so you get your PPRs there. But they're going to be forced to throw the ball a lot. It's. Uh, I think it's going to be an ugly season for the Chiefs. All right, there you go right there. Um, I like the Chiefs. I think they're one of the best offenses in the league. Um, but if they can't get nothing done defensively, then that is going to make it tough. Um, have you started setting lineups yet, George? Corey, I'm one of those guys who I set them as soon as I draft. You yeah, know, I, uh, I, I, always, cause I like doing that, man. I just like setting my lineup, getting an idea of what it's about. I mean, I'll, obviously, I'm not ignoring it. I'll tinker with it some more. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I already set them. And now uh, we'll, we should talk about some more after the break. But, you know, Fab runs this week. For most of my leagues, this is the first time Fab is running, right before week one. You know, I, I mentioned Darius Geis in a whole lot of leagues, Corey. I'm going to have to be very, a very aggressive bidder. And I don't want to be, but I don't have a choice on Adrian Peterson and or Alfred Morris. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that's true, too, because you got to get both of those dudes now. I'm trying to now, you know, when you don't play on a certain league, you try to figure out, okay, just drag and drop to set your lineup. Okay. Tell you, oh, I, some of those can drive you insane how to do that. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to set my lineup, big dog. That's it. Just trying to set my lineup. Um, Come back on the other side. Hour number two. Telephone lines open, 844-846-879. Go over some of the latest news from around the league and, um, Talk about some of these shares of players I got as the fancy football frenzy.